is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Let's get Week 12 started, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Fantasy Football Today. Adam Azer with Dave Richard, Heath Cummings. And Jamie Eisenberg. What's up, guys? Uh, Heath, did you get in trouble for eating a lot of food without bringing any food at the potluck yesterday? No, I think everyone in the, at this table may have done that. So I don't think I got any trouble at all. I, I made chicken pot pie. You made chicken pot pie. You brought chicken pot <laughs> yeah, pie. Yeah, right. Disappointing. There was no chicken pot pie left when we went through the line. Well, you know, I didn't even see the container delicious. that it had been in. It was that delicious. Oh, how about that? Yes, Jamie, please, next time I come down to Florida, please make me some of that homemade chicken pot pie. No, one-time thing. One-time oh. thing. He ah. only makes it a week before Thanksgiving. Always miss it. Always miss it. So um, we've got uh, seven games today, including the Patriots and the Cowboys, which should be awesome. Got some players that are kind of maybe sneaking under the radar in terms of players to add, given some of the injuries. So we'll talk about that. But let's start by revisiting the Colts and the Texans. I know we previewed it yesterday, Heath, but... I'm sorry, it just was not sufficient because, you know, we got all this injury stuff. So um, let's set the scene. Who's playing? Who's out? Who are we starting? Who are we sitting um, in this Colts-Texans game? Go for it. Well, we don't know who's playing. We we think T.Y. Hilton has a chance to play. We know Jordan Wilkins is off the injury report, so he's got a good shot at playing. Will Fuller is still a game-time decision. Who else are we missing? Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is a game-time decision? They're just questionable, and we don't know. questionable. I, I mean, probably game time. So lots of moving parts here. Lots of moving parts. Dave, that's what we said yesterday. That was the part that wasn't sufficient. I guess. We're supposed to tell them what's going to well, happen. Well, we don't it's know. Not, it, Nothing's it, changed. It, I guess. The, tech, the Texans the te- Texans indicated they're expecting T.Y. Hilton to play, which was a strange scenario. Romeo Cornell said, oh, he's playing. Um, so he's, you know, they, they said he doesn't have to practice to play. So hopefully he's uh, he's able to get out there. And if he does, I would imagine he's, at least for me, he'll be a top 15 receiver. So you're starting him. Um, he's got a great track record against the Texans. Four of his last five, either 100 yards or a touchdown against that defense. And so, you know, you'd love to have him out there for Jacoby Brissett. Um, I would anticipate for the backfield is probably going to be Wilkins as the lead rusher, but that's no guarantee by any stretch, you know, after what Jonathan Williams did. But it just would set up if he was the guy before missing last week's game with an ankle injury as the second player behind second running back behind Marlon Mack. Why would he lose that job? Um, but it's probably going to be messy. And then, you know, now he minds, you kind of know what he he's doing. Adam, I thought you said it best on the video show on Tuesday that if Naheem Hines is the best running back for the Colts this week, there probably wasn't a good running back for the Colts this week. Um, and then for Ebron, look, I mean, you kind of know what he is at this point. You know, it, it, it's uh, he's a boomer bust tight end, and, and hopefully he scores. Yeah, if I had to rank the running backs, I would take both Texans ahead of any of the Colts in this game. I would take in PPR for sure. I might, I'm, I like, I and I still think in PPR, if you're talking about who's most likely to be the best, it is Hines. If Wilkins and Williams split the early down work, we at least know he's going to have the passing role. And I expect this to be a game where the Texans score enough points that Jacoby Brissett has to throw 35 passes, which would be good for Heinz. And that's basically what the Colts have done in the three games under Frank Reich that they've played Houston, is just throw a ton. And Andrew Luck obviously gets huge numbers, but he had massive numbers against the Texans last year. And Jacoby had a great game against Houston already this year. So I feel like it's just part of what they do, and it makes me like the running backs even less. And and, and for what it's worth, we haven't seen the Colts – 
very often use three running backs in on an almost even basis. It's usually one guy gets the bulk of the work on running downs. Naheem Hines works passing downs, and then there's a third running back that fills in, maybe plays about twenty. But that's with Marlon Mack, though, who's clearly better than both of those guys. And so will they? So you think they, they just go hot hand? With I would Wilkins imagine so. I would imagine that Wilkins sure. gets the first crack, and if he's decent, then he'll stay in there. I, I think you know if if it was. Any easier match? I mean, both these defenses have been great against the run. You know, you look at the Texans, and they've allowed seven touchdowns to running backs on the season. Three of them came last week. So prior to that, they've been just lights out against the run, and that's including the game against the Colts where they gave up 56 rushing yards in that game to with Marlon Mack playing. He had 18 for 44. And then you look at the, the Colts defense, they've only given up five touchdowns to running backs. And so... You know, Carlos Hyde was miserable in that game, too. So I don't really like any running back in this game, to be honest with you. I don't think either one is – any of them are worth trusting fully. You may have to, but I just don't think there's 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 a slam dunk. Oh, I have to start yeah. this guy. No, no, none of them are my top 25 in any format. Yes, agreed. So here's what I did with Brissett. So I picked him up. I think I'm going to have to start him in three leagues. So um, I if T.Y. Hilton plays, I'm cool with it. But if he doesn't play, I picked up Sam Darnold. Who would you recommend if Hilton does not play tonight, Brissett or Darnold? Brissett. Brissett. I will say this, though. If Ebron and Hilton are out, then it's probably Darnold. Okay. Because now you're just taking away everything that he has, you know, and they'll just be so conservative. Okay. All right. Uh, so we for more on that game, please listen to yesterday's podcast. Now, who is the start of the week? I know who it is, Jamie, and I'm obviously a little nervous about him, but uh, you've got faith in Matt Ryan against the Bucks. Yeah, why are you nervous about him? Like this, this is he hasn't me taking the layup here. He hasn't played that well. Lately. No, he hasn't been great the last couple of weeks. He's you know 18 fantasy points each of the last two games, but this is just such a great setup for him to come out and have a dominant performance. Tampa Bay is obviously terrible. They're uh, uh, allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, so he should have a big performance. He typically beats them up. He averaged 32 and a half fantasy points per game against them in the two meetings last year. His last five games against them, he's at 328.8 yards per game with uh, I think it's. Uh, 11 touchdowns and three interceptions, 11 total touchdowns. So it's just uh, a lot to like about Matt Ryan, you know, even without Austin Hooper there and, you know, without a, a, a semblance of a quality pass catching running back. I mean, Julio and, and Calvin Ridley should be stars and, you know, hopefully somebody else steps up, whether it's a Russell Gage or, you know, Kenyon Barner, you know, so some, some secondary piece of this offense does something, but I think Matt Ryan has a big performance this week. Okay, cool. Uh, so we'll talk about that game tomorrow, but Matt Ryan is your start of the week. And would you start him over to Sean Watson? Who's got a high ankle sprain playing on a short week against the good defense. Yes. He's my number one quarterback. So I would start him over everyone. I I have Watson ahead of, of, uh, Ryan. Yeah. The only guy that I would start over Matt Ryan is Lamar Jackson. Okay. So some things to promote. We got our Apple podcast review mailbag on Saturday. You know what to do. Send in your questions via Apple podcast. Give us a nice review. Jamie will send you a care package. Uh, chicken pot pie. pie. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Facebook giveaway this week. What's your toughest start sit decision? Leave that on our Facebook group and uh, somebody's going to win a t-shirt and I on fantasy football is our radio show. Check that out. 10 PM Eastern on Saturday night. It is me and Jamie this week. And we will answer all of your Week 12 questions. Ion Fantasy Football, CBS Sports Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern. Until well, it's midnight. you, me, and Pat from Ohio. Uh, yeah, he'll be one of the callers for sure. One of the carolers uh, coming on the show. All right, so I got a list of guys that I'm wondering if we should be adding right now. That um, We didn't really talk much about them on the waiver Wire show. A couple of them we did. But injury situations have changed things. 
and we'll go over all the injury notes in a bit. Like Nelson Aguilar didn't practice, and Alshon Jeffrey looks looks better for this week. So there goes that waiver claim. But anyway, David Njoku and Delaney Walker. Njoku facing the Dolphins, who have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in two straight games, but really it should have been three straight games of that play with Ryan Griffin. And Delaney Walker, the Jaguars have allowed five touchdowns to tight ends in their last six games. Both widely available. Are you interested in adding Njoku or Delaney Walker? Yeah, I don't I don't feel confident in citing the matchup against the Dolphins because we don't know for sure that Njoku's playing this week, right? Right. Like he's back to yeah, his first he's practice. He's back practicing. Yeah. They, he could play. A lot of times it seems like when these guys come back from these long absences, there's a week of practice and then they play the following week. I, I think it just depends on how comfortable they feel with his injury. You know, it's a it's a wrist injury, so it's not like a lower leg where he's, you know, hopefully been running and in shape and all those things. So that's I think something in his in his benefit. But with their schedule Looking the way it does for the Browns coming up, there's a reason to stash Njoku at a thin position. So hopefully he does. If he does play this week, he plays well. So it's not necessarily you have to pick him up to start him, but you could pick him up to stash him. And then I'm a little concerned in Tennessee that John Hugh Smith's better than Delaney Walker, even with Walker back. I, I just don't know what to expect with Delaney Walker he, at this point. He probably is better. Right. But I don't know if the Titans will. No, I don't. I don't know if they will or not. I don't want to start Delaney Walker this mm-hmm. week. Delaney Walker, the one thing about him, and, and I don't know this about John Smith fully, but Delaney's a good blocker. You know, so yeah. to have him on the field is is an added bonus in that regard. Well, they don't need any help blocking for uh, for their running back this week, Derrick Henry, as they are facing a team that gives up the the most yards per carry to running backs they, by a long. They did shot. a good job against him the first time they met, though. They did, but they had Marcel Darius, I believe, in that game, and they've been pretty yes. bad since then. Uh, by the way, with Njoku, even if you don't pick him up to start him this week, his next four matchups, as Jamie alluded to, are very good. The Dolphins, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Cardinals in Week 15. All right, should we be adding Benny Snell, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, Deontay Johnson? Benny Snell is the only running back in this group, and then you've got Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, and Deontay Johnson. we got some wide receiver injuries for the Patriots. Dave, what do you think about those guys? Yeah, I, I dig Snell. I think he's good to carry on a bench right now, especially if you're a little thin on running back depth. We don't know when James Conner's going to come back. And Jalen Samuels has run very hot and cold. Seems to be better as a pass catcher than as a pure runner. And Snell is a two-down running back who kind of gives the Steelers that Jerome Bettis-type vibe. I think he could do that for them. So I don't mind stashing him, and he's widely available. They have, they have two games in Conner's absences where a running back's gotten 17 carries. And it was Trey Edmonds and Benny Snell. And both guys performed well in those two games. Sure. And then Deontay Johnson, I he, he was dropped in one of our leagues today. And I've already put in a claim to get him. Did Snell get those carries, though, with James Conner? Wasn't that the Wildcat oh, game? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it, it was with, no, it was not the Wildcat wild game. You're right. It was with Conner. It was the Chargers game where Conner was fantastic. And then and didn't he, left, he get banged he up a little bit? He had a quad injury right before their body. Okay. I'm sorry. It was not with Conner not being there. Okay, it was with Samuels okay. not being there. Oh, okay, but Connor, okay, gotcha. Connor did get banged up. Right, so would you start Benny Snell over any of the running backs in the Thursday game, or is that too risky? We don't know for sure that Benny Snell's playing. Right. He's or, had full practice. He, yeah, he's off it looks injury. like he's yeah. on, on the right track, and I would if, not. If, you're, if you have another option, like if you, if you just don't love the Colts guys, I could easily see Benny Snell being better than any of them, including Naheem Hines and PPR. Okay. Well, w- but would you do it? <laughs> I mean, like, well, I, I could just, see it too, risky. but it's, it's just, so it's risky. risky. Like, yeah. he, he could re-aggravate the injury on, on, on Thursday's practice, and, you know, they l- list him as limited, you know, and then we get to Friday, and then he's not there. So we'll rank him by the end of, end of the day, I'm sure. All right, fellas, let's go to the news and notes. 
San Francisco, or did we? Are we satisfied with what we said about Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers, and Deontay Johnson? Or? We didn't say anything about Harry and, and Jacoby. And, I'm and satisfied with that. <laughs> I'd pick up Harry for sure if you have an open roster spot. I, I almost wonder if Myers is the one to to go after, just because if if they are really thin and and there's no Sanu and no Dorsett, he's a guy that's at least played and has some, I mean, Harry some experience. Yeah, but he's got more experience with Brady than Harry does because Harry's been on and off the practice field. I'll give you a good stat on Myers, and and why are we bringing this up? Because Sanu is has an ankle injury, and Dorsett's dealing with the concussion, so we don't know what you, you never know what the Patriots injury report. But uh, Myers had two games this year with four or five targets. He caught all nine of those. He had 54 yards against the Giants. He had 47 yards against the Jets. So what if he has a game where he gets like eight targets? He's very efficient, and uh, you know maybe that that could be good. It's a long shot. It, he's two percent owned for a reason. But we'll keep an eye on it as the week develops, and we'll see what's going on with these wide receivers. Could be interesting for DFS, because I can't imagine his price is up there. Oh, nice segue, Dave. FanDuel. Uh FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get in there. Sign up. 20 bucks. Make a $20 deposit on FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get 20 back in site credit. You get $5 a week. Uh, for four weeks. And you could use those five bucks to join our contest. We have a contest every week on FanDuel. I love this contest. Super fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, very competitive. We get to compete against other podcast listeners and see how you do. That's at FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. And why do we love FanDuel? Because you get to have a new team every single week. You get to play the matchups. You get to find those advantages, find those hidden gems, those underpriced players that win you all that money. You can win a million dollars on FanDuel. All it costs is nine bucks every week to enter that million dollar contest. So go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Put in 20 bucks. Get 20 back. $5 in site credit every week for four weeks at FanDuel.com slash FFT. Or download the FanDuel app. All right, and Jacoby yes. Myers is forty seven hundred on FanDuel. That's basically that's basically the lowest possible yeah. price. Yeah. Uh, news and notes. So the Niners don't know about Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, D Ford, Joe Staley, Matt Breida. Do we know anything, or do we expect these guys? Any of them? I wouldn't expect Kittle, and uh, I guess you just have to wait and see on everybody else. But this makes their offense rather toothless. It could. So, Brissett or Garoppolo? Brissett. All right. And Watson yeah, over Brissette. Garoppolo, too. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky day-to-day. It uh, looks good for oh, him. Oh, come on, play. Mitch. You got to play. He, I need he, you on my team. He practiced in full yesterday. He right? did practice in yeah. full, but they could use the hip as an excuse to bench him. They could. Uh, Matt Patricia acknowledged that uh, Detroit's record could influence their decisions with Matthew Stafford, in other words. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Could be done for the year. He doesn't want to, though. Devontae Freeman did not practice. James Conner did not practice. Jordan Howard was limited in practice. So are we thinking Jordan Howard's going to play this week? Wasn't he limited in practice all week? Yes. Last week? Yep. I think so. Then he was I do not cleared. currently think he's going to play. All right. Doug, uh, so then Miles Sanders or a guy tonight, because it's tough, because if Howard plays, Sanders is not going to I'd go Sanders. Work. Sanders. I would probably take Hyde in non-PPR, otherwise Sanders. Doug Marone wants to run the ball more this week. They're going to have to not get blown out for that to happen. They've been blown out two games in a row. Uh, Chris Thompson practiced. So, Chris Thompson practiced, Oh, good. Another running back in the uh, Redskins back. Yeah, Peterson's got turf toe. Is that accurate? Yeah, probably ought to shut him down. Mm. So, maybe Geis is going to be a league winner. How about that? I like Geis a lot this week. 
All right, wide receiver news. Not expecting Juju to play this week. Amari Cooper practiced in full. Tyler Lockett missed practice. What do we think about Lockett right now? They say he's still on track to play, so hopefully that'll be the case. He needs to practice by Friday, though. Corey Davis practiced. Alshon Jeffrey was limited in practice. Nelson Aguilar missed practice. Should we drop Nelson Aguilar if we added him? I mean, it, it could just be a, a rest day, you know, for a guy that's had to do a lot of work because everybody else is hurt. So I'd, I'd wait a bit, wait a day if you can. Are you going to be interested in Aguilar if Alshon Jeffrey plays? No. No. Yeah, he's like useless if Jeffrey plays. I'm not that interested if he doesn't play. Just semi. Uh, well, I picked him up in our 10-team league, Keith. I'm, I hope you drop someone good. Carson uh, I think I dropped Michael Thomas for him. Well, I don't think we need him. Tyreek well, Hill. Tyreek Hill's hamstring injury does not appear to be serious. There's a good chance you get him back next week. Mentioned the Patriots receivers are ailing. Sanu and Dorsett mispracticed. Deontay Johnson did practice. Where are you ranking Deontay Johnson if he plays this week? He has not the cleared Bengals? the protocol yet, though. So Right. I, I wouldn't count on him playing, even though he's practicing. We've seen that with Sterling Shepard and a bunch of other players that have concussions. So I don't have him ranked. He'd be a top 40 receiver if he played, but just barely. Yeah. I mean, it's Cincinnati. All right. And Shepard is the same thing. He's trending in the right direction. He's still widely available, Sterling Shepard, um, but he has not been cleared yet from the concussion protocol. AJ Green missed. AJ Green mispracticed. That's weird, and we have no <laughs> update on Robert Woods right now. So if you have a Thursday game, a Thursday wide receiver like if Will Fuller plays or something, and Robert Woods, you might have to go with the Thursday guy. But hopefully, or you or you, you drop Fuller unless you for somebody better on waivers. But yeah. you have to make that move now. There's, there's nobody available on waivers at the receiver position. What about James Washington? I'd you got him, Randall Cobb, maybe. You'd well, rather I mean, just chance it with Fuller. At that point, you wait out Robert Woods. And then what happens if you keep Fuller? Woods doesn't play, and it's Monday night. You should go add Josh Reynolds against Ooh. the Ravens, though. Like that's the thing. Like this is the Ravens, and I, I, I'm surprised. Like, wouldn't James Washington be? Would James Washington be ahead of Robert Woods if Woods played? No. No. Not for me. No. It's close, though. Okay. Evan Ingram does not seem likely to play this week. Delaney Walker does seem more likely to play this week. Uh, if there's any injuries on defense here, Marshawn Lattimore mispracticed. The Dolphins placed two safeties on IR. So, Baker Mayfield, baby. And Washington defensive tackle Deron Payne, probably not going to play. And that really is a big deal. And that's good news for both Scarborough. All right, let's get into the games for this week. I'm just going to run through some stats. We don't have to talk about them. Then we'll get into your rankings debates. The Jaguars allow the ninth most fantasy points to running backs and 5.4 yards per carry to running backs. That is the worst mark in football by .35 yards. They have been terrible against running backs. Um, speaking of that game, though, there are 11 running backs this year with 150 or more carries. Ten of those 11 have at least three rushing touchdowns. Six of those 11 have six or more rushing touchdowns, and then there's Leonard Fournette, who somehow has one touchdown this year. <laughs> it is really Amazing. weird. He's uh, become Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, oh. As a rookie. Previous, a rookie. yes. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Rams' run defense. In the, we can talk about this. In their last five games, the Rams have faced the Niners, Falcons, Bengals, Steelers, and Bears. Five running backs have had 13 to 18 carries, and only one of them has more than 45 rushing yards. Four of those five running backs have averaged three yards per carry or worse. Were you nervous ranking Mark Ingram as a start this week? No. I wasn't nervous, but I didn't put him where I would normally put him. 
I forgot where he is. He's like yeah, in the fifteen to fifteen ish range. Yeah, as usual. I don't know. That, I, I just don't know that the strength of the defense matters very much against. The it's it's yeah. It's, like if you're really really good against a normal NFL offense, that doesn't tell us if you're going to be good against this offense. All right, and finally, the Bills have allowed a hundred rushing yards or a touchdown to a running back in seven straight games. A hundred yards or a touchdown to a running back in seven straight games, including Kalen Balage. I can't remember if he had the hundred yards or the touchdown. It's actually 100 yards or a touchdown. It's 100 yards or a touchdown every game. No. Oh, yeah. rushing touchdown? Or are there oh, no, maybe I'm some sorry. receiving I'm sorry. touchdowns? Excuse me. They, they have a lot of touchdown to running back in, or 100 yards in every game this oh, season. Okay. Okay. My stat was Yes, but Balazs rushing. has done that twice. <laughs> That's amazing. Philip Lindsay could be uh, on that list. All right. Here we go. 60 he second highest, highest snap count last week, too. Yeah. They said they were going to get, there was the report he was going to get more work, and he did. 60 second Good. rankings disputes. Jamie versus Heath. It's always Heath versus the world. Baker Mayfield, sixth for Jamie, ninth for Dave, and sixteenth for Heath. What the hell, Heath? How could I not like Baker Mayfield after all that he's done for us this <laughs> season? I am ashamed of myself. I do think I probably have him a couple of spots lower than I would like to. Listen, Josh Allen's the only quarterback that scored more than twenty fantasy points against the Dolphins since week four. They've faced a lot of mediocre quarterbacks, and a lot of them they've held in check. A lot of teams have just run heavy on them. I don't feel confident they're going to score a lot on the Cleveland defense that's been playing better. And so I think it could be a situation where Mayfield maybe maybe throws two touchdowns, throws for 250 yards, scores right about 20 fantasy points. Could be a low-end number one, but I don't feel confident in him, and I think there's some risk. I love Baker Mayfield this week. <laughs> Tank for two is done. They they have nothing to play for on either side. They don't want to win. They don't want to lose. I mean, this is a defense that's terrible. Look, ba- Baker's going to have an opportunity to think to do whatever he wants to with this passing attack. This is a Jarvis Landry revenge game. He's going to get in the end zone again for four straight games in a row. And this is the game where Beckham goes off. It's just been 22 targets for him the last two weeks. If you tell me he's going to get 10 plus targets against Miami, he may go for a buck 50 and two. And so I think this is a three touchdown game for Baker. And I think he's going to have. At least 250 yards. The question will become is how much will he throw in terms of getting that yardage up. But if he's 25-plus passes against his defense with this receiving core against that secondary, they're going to go nuts. Okay, follow me on this one. Tank for two is done. But you know like the verb to burrow? Like to dig? Burrow Burrow for burrow. burrow. How about just burrow for Joe? Oh, come on. What? That's terrible. That's a lot better, right? Because it has both of his names. Yeah, I don't think they're getting... uh... Yeah, the Bengals have been way ahead of the Burrow for Burrow. Yeah. (laughs) It's a matter of game. It's a matter of do they love Joe Burrow enough to to give multiple first-round picks to the Bengals to move up to get him. Burrow for The Bengals won't move out. They're just going to take him. All right, here we go. Next next rankings dispute. Dave versus Heath. Uh, Jamie has Tom Brady 11th. Dave has Brady 18th. And Heath has him 7th. So Jamie's in the middle. Dave's the low guy on Brady against Dallas, and Heath has him seventh. Dave, the low guy on Brady. Always nervous to have Tom Brady ranked outside my top 12, but if I had been doing that lately, it would have looked great because he hasn't been putting up huge fantasy numbers, and it's been that way for most of the season. And I think the Cowboys' defense is for real. Their secondary is good. Their pass rush is okay. I I, I think it's going to be hard for Brady without Dorsett, without Sanu. He's going to have to lean heavily on Julian Edelman and then Jacoby Myers or uh, Nikhil Harry and James White. I think there's a chance that this is a rather low-scoring game, and Tom Brady doesn't have huge numbers. So I, I like too many other quarterbacks better. You should bet on the under because the Patriots have one of the higher implied team totals this week. Vegas thinks what is it? Uh, Twenty-seven. Wow. Yeah, I would. I think it's going to be definitely under that. And so it's like, almost like a sucker line the way that 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 thing is so. Hey, high. sixty it's seconds. Tom Brady at home, and then I don't know if this Cowboys defense is really all that good on the road. 
They kind of got lit up by Jeff Driscoll last week. They got lit up by Sam Darnold when they played the Jets in New York. Three of five quarterbacks on the road have been over 20 fantasy points against them. And a little birdie told me yesterday that Tom Brady has scored at least 21 fantasy points in every home game he's played this season. Yeah, so can, can, Brady I, at home, can I just, can I just, because I was initially on Dave's side of this uh, when we did this on uh, our our HQ show yesterday, and and this is what Heath, Heath's referring to. When I went back and look at Brady, he's been 20 more or more points at home. The Cowboys on the road, including. Two games in a row, not on the road, but two games in a row, they gave up the 22 points to Kirk Cousins and then the 31 points to Driscoll. A lot of that had to do with his running, obviously, but uh, I think Brady at home is just too hard to bet against. Okay. Uh, Darius Geis. Let's go Jamie versus Heath here. Jamie, Heath, are you going to move Geis up? You have him 36th before I even start um, this argument. He may get moved up a little bit, but he won't. Like It, it depends. Is Adrian Peterson ruled out? I will just say that I like the aspirational thinking on Darius Geis, and I hope that it is Darius Geis' week. It was just with the split of the touches that he saw last week, I would actually expect with that number of touches, he's going to be worse than he was last week, not better. All right, so you know what? Let's, just, let's hold him off for tomorrow, I think, because till we get the Peterson report? Does that work? Sure. Or, or Jamie, did you want sure. to Sure, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I might move him up even with Peterson potentially playing because if he plays, he's going to be less than 100%. I just like the aspect of I think this is the shake the rust off game was last week and now he's going to start to tilt in the favor of getting more touches moving forward and Detroit's terrible. I mean they they you know we we sit here and say said for the last couple of weeks about how bad Carolina is. There's one touchdown less scored against the Lions rushing uh, running back scoring less again. I'm yeah, not, let me rephrase I, I got it. you. <laughs> the, the the Lions have allowed one fewer touchdown to running backs than the Panthers on the season and they've given up the most fantasy points to the position. So I think this is an opportunity in this offense, how they operate that if guys gets anywhere close to 15 total touches, which I think he will, he's going to go off against the Lions. I think Peterson needs to be out in order for that to happen though. I, I don't know if that's the case. All right. How many touches well, did he have last week? First six, game back. 60 seconds though. Uh, Darius guys, 23rd for Jamie, 30th for Dave, 36 for Heath and slightly different in PPR. Those are non PPR. All right. How about uh, one more here? Cooper cup. Against the Ravens on Monday night, let's mm. go with Heath versus Dave. So Heath, you have I moved 15th. him up this morning, Adam. <laughs> All right, then let's go with Heath versus Jamie. Jamie, where do you have Co- uh, Cooper Cup? <laughs> Why do you hate Cooper Cup, Jamie? Twenty third, because uh, he's just not been good, and this defense is awesome. Yeah, I I do think the defense is awesome. I don't think the Rams can run. I expect that there's going to be some garbage time, and like Cooper Cup has had four out of his last five games have been bad. But you look at all of the top 10 wide receivers, and they almost all of them have at least four games with fewer than 12 fantasy points this season. They've had ups and downs. His have come more recently. He's also got just enormous upside on a weekly basis, even against good defenses. And so I don't want to take a chance. Are, are we having this debate if he scores last week? Because he had that 50-yard I mean, catch I where I he almost scored. I basically figured that that was a touchdown. So, yeah, it, it's uh, – it's just his targets have gone down the last few weeks, and you're looking at an offensive line that's going to have a hard time protecting Jared Goff, and he's a rhythm quarterback. And so if he's not in a rhythm, finding his guys is going to be difficult, especially if he doesn't have both of his guys out there. Now, that's a that's an if at this point, but if Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks are out, not out there, it's going to be tough for Cooper Cup to get open. And I, I would if both of those guys were ruled out, I would drop Cooper Cup. It, you would drop Cooper Cup? Okay. Yes. Because he would get more defensive attention. Just presuming that's why you would do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's really crazy to think the Rams could get crushed in that game. We're going to talk about the, that game. I think they will. A little bit. 
Um, all right. Well, unfortunately, uh, we got to hop on over to our other studio right now, and we will start with the games as soon as we do that. We will be back uh, in just a second. So first game is going to be the Patriots and the Cowboys. Very excited for this game. We'll talk about it right after this. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Dallas at New England. Woo! Amazing Woo. stat of the game. No quarterback other than Lamar Jackson has scored more than 13 fantasy points against the Patriots, and the Patriots have allowed four passing touchdowns this season, all of them in their last five games. So, starter sit Dak Prescott. Well, who are the quarterbacks that they faced? Oh, they faced the Dolphins. They faced the Giants. They faced a bunch of crap, but Roethlisberger scored nine points. Josh Allen. With a bad arm. Yeah, Josh Allen, the Buffalo quarterbacks combined for 11. Baker Mayfield, 12. Yeah, I know. They haven't faced great ones, but we know they have a good pass defense. They have faced one quarterback this season that is averaging even seven yards per attempt. And seven yards per pass attempt is below average this year. 7.3 is just right around average. So according to yards per attempt, every quarterback they have faced but one has been below average as a passer. Mm-hmm. That one is Lamar Jackson, and he scored all of the fantasy points. Uh, what's Dak Prescott's yards per attempt? If you have he to have that actually, funny you bring that up, Dave leads the NFL at eight point eight yards per pass attempt. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. But Lamar Jackson threw for one hundred and sixty three yards. Now he he played well, but he you know, I did a lot of it with his with his legs, obviously. So you got okay. Look, start Dak Prescott. Is that what you're saying? I am starting Dak Prescott. I'm thinking that there's a way for him to be pretty good this week. Usually I rank Dak top five. He's outside of my top five this week, but he's right outside. He's sixth. And I think that even with Amari Cooper not at 100%, I almost wonder if Cooper's going to be a decoy. They they find ways to move the ball with Gallup, Cobb, Witten, and Zeke. But he's not a slam dunk because Dave uh, has him sixth, but Jamie and Heath have Dak Prescott ninth. So, like, you could go with Mayfield if you're Jamie or Derek Carr if you're just Jamie. If you're Heath, you could go with Jameis or Brady. So there are options here, but um, he is in not, general. There are not options that are available to most people. Well, how about Baker, Brissett? Baker was. Baker. Yes. Yep, Brissett would be one. I just think that his ceiling is limited. Like, I think his floor is 18 to 23. I don't think he's going to do much better than that. Okay. Does he run? Do you think he he'll run does. In this game? I would guess he will run more in this game than he has. I, I think this that that's season. like the secret weapon that the Cowboys use. Mm-hmm. And I bet they run at least one trick play. And he's in been good in tough matchups this year. Nothing this tough. But um, he scored 26 points against the Packers. He threw 44 passes. He scored 31 points against the Vikings. He threw 
46 passes. All right, anyway, start Dak. This Zeke is going to be a, a telling game for the Cowboys because they typically melt down in these situations. Yeah, yeah. And so will they rise to the occasion? And I kind of think they're better than the Patriots. Now, it's in, it's in Foxborough, and it, they may melt down. But You I, know, it, it's funny. Like, you look at their all their numbers, offense, yeah. defense, everything. They stack up, maybe not defense, but they stack up very close to the Patriots in that regard. And offense, they're better than the Patriots. Yeah. Vegas doesn't think so. It's it's Belichick, it's Foxborough, and it's Jason Garrett. 100%. What's the line? Six, six and a half. half. Yeah. I, I like Dallas. Oh, I love Dallas. Getting but six it and seems a half. like they're begging you to take Dallas. Yep. All right. Uh, start Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Start Ezekiel Elliott. Amari Cooper, if he plays. So, I, I mean, yes, he's probably a start, but we we know the deal. The Patriots are so good against wide receivers, and it's legit. They allow the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Let's look at the really good ones they've played. Juju Smith-Schuster had six catches for 78 yards. Uh, they shut out Devontae Parker. John Brown had five catches for 69 yards. Golden Tate had that big catch, six for 102 and a touchdown, that kind of fluky catch. Um, they shut down the Jets guys. They did great against the Cleveland guys, Beckham and Landry. So, you know, is is are any of these wide receivers must-starts? Cooper Gallup and Cobb. I think Gallup is. By definition of must-start, yes. Will they be good? Probably not. I think Gallup can be good. I think he's the healthiest and the most explosive of the three right now and love the way that he played last week. And I don't think Gilmore will be on him, which isn't to, you know, thumb my nose at, at the other guys that they've got. It'll probably be McCourty that lines up with him. And McCourty's playing fast, but I think Gallup can make some plays. They're both top 24 receivers for me in PPR but I wouldn't call them must start just because I would start Devonte Parker or Jamison Crowder over them. And at the beginning of the week, those guys were still available in like a fourth of leagues. So like there's, there are guys out there that you don't normally start that you'd start over them, but you're probably starting them. How high did you rank Parker this week in PPR? 21st. Okay. Oh, okay. Are, are you going to start Bo Scarborough or Jalen Samuels ahead of the Dallas wide receivers? In PPR, I would start Samuels over both if Connor's out. That's a tough thing about Samuels. It's like he's so much better compared to other running backs in PPR. I'm not sure he's going to catch more passes than than Gallup. Yeah, or Gallup I, and Cooper. He's already done that in one game. He has. <laughs> yeah, right. I would definitely. I would start Samuels over them in non PPR. I would oh. start Samuels over Gallup in PPR. I would start Cooper over. Samuels. Okay. And what I just see Star it differently. Bro? I would go Gallup, Samuels, Cooper. Uh, Cooper did not look good, did not look like himself last week. No, no. He was hobbling. He was clearly playing hurt, and he's got this knee issue. And either he gets Gilmore or Gallup might get Gilmore, and they could double-team Amari Cooper. We've seen the Patriots do that yeah. at times, too. Yeah. So, so all right, fine. Last thing. Bo Scarborough or Amari Cooper in non-PPR? Cooper. I'm kind of feeling Man, it. Man, I want to say Scarborough. <laughs> uh, I think Cooper has a little more upside. Does he? I think he does. Than Scarborough? Yeah. Who's uh, going to have more touches? Oh, Scarborough's going to have more touches. Scarborough's going to have more touches. I mean, it's not guaranteed. <laughs> if we're talking about guys just out of the practice squad last week. It's true. Yeah. I, I think it said be him, but... Okay. Look, All if right. you would have said Scarborough or Cooper last week... You would have said you would have been right. Yeah, you been Could you right imagine if you made that call last week? I'm going to start Bo Scarborough. Uh, all right. <laughs> so uh, the Jason Witten actually does not have that bad of a matchup. Um, you look at uh, at they've allowed a touchdown. The Patriots have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in three straight games. 
Now, they did well against Mark Andrews there. It was Nick Boyle. But also, uh, Demetrius Harris caught a touchdown. Dallas Goddard caught a touchdown. Zach Ertz had a huge game. So, is Jason Witten okay this week? In PPR, I think he's okay. I, I wouldn't trust him in non-PPR. Because he's got five catch potential, and there aren't a lot of tight ends that have that. He also never scores. He, the problem with Witten is, like, we talk about it a lot. Once you get past the good tight ends, and this week there's three of them, um, <laughs> they're, like, we're just hoping the guy can score a touchdown or have a big play, and I don't know that Jason Witten can do either of those things. Do we know if Patrick Chung is going to play? Because that's usually who covers the top tight end for the Patriots, and he didn't play. He hasn't played recently. Right. They were concerned about that going into the Eagles game, and it, it played out. Just both tight ends did really well. And I don't know if he's going to play this week. I haven't seen an update on Did you see, I think it was Gilmore, what he said about Zach Ertz? No. He said he was crying in the game. He made it it sound worse than it was. He said he was basically complaining to the refs. But he he goes, uh, yeah, we did our best to make him cry. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, so let's uh, talk about the Patriots now. Tom Brady, we have already discussed, where Dave is low on him and Heath is higher and Jamie's in the middle but trending towards Heath. We like, you know, Jamie and Heath like him at home. Don't like the Cowboys as much on the road. Are you starting any Patriots running backs? White James Wayne PR is the standard. I'd rather not. I mean, I, I think you go... You, d- does the Muhammad Sanu's health matter for James White? Because we have this clear... 100%. Okay. And yeah. the same thing with Dorsett. Yeah, I mean, it's been clear that since Muhammad Sanu came over, White has been minimized a little bit. But before and when Rex Burkhead it plays, he's minimized true. a little bit. That's also part of it. Uh, so no, Michelle? No, 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 Michelle. I, I view him similarly to how I view Scarborough in non-PPR. He's probably going to get somewhere around 15 carries, and he could get into the end zone, and the Patriots are expected to score a lot of points in this game, so... I think he's a, a borderline number two in non-PPR and a low-end flex in PPR. Dave, was that I'd rather, of... I'd rather start a Colts running back than... Uh, I Sonny. would start Sony Michelle over all Colts and all Texans. Was that not PPR. Guns and Roses, Dave? Yeah. Nice. All right. Nice the, uh, the Patriots wide receivers, go. Julian Edelman. Edelman's a stud. Uh, I could make the case for Jacoby Myers if there's no Dorsett and no Sanu. I'll okay. take Harry over... Myers, if those guys are up. If Sanu, I bet he would get a woozy in coverage, though. And a woozy's been playing great. A woozy a. Been a woozy. A woozy a? There's an A at the end. Yeah, a woozy A. Uh, um, I, Sanu is a high-end number three in PPR if he plays, and a low-end in non-PPR. Cowboys have allowed six touchdowns to wide receivers this year, all of them in their road games. But in their last three games, Golden Tate, Stephon Diggs, the Detroit wide receivers, all of them less than 50 yards. Marvin Jones did catch two touchdowns, though. And uh, Ben Watson, not interested in him. He does have four and five, four to five targets in three of four games. Hasn't been very good, though. Dallas, not good against tight ends. I'm just saying these stats, but we're not starting um, We're not starting Ben Watson. Uh, Cowboys DST is actually a yes for Dave and a no for Jamie and Heath. And the Patriots DST are a top 10 DST this week. Uh, would you start the, the Lions over the Patriots? Yep. I don't know if I could. Browns, Lions, any any of these streamers over the Pats? Uh, Browns for sure. I think that might be the only one though. And I'm I'm nervous because there's no Garrett and no Ogunjobi for the Browns. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got six more games to go. I want to tell you though about Lightstream. 
go to lightstream.com slash FFT. This is a great way. If you're dealing with credit card debt, this is really a great way to get some relief because Lightstream believes that you deserve a fair, fast, and easy way to pay off your credit card balances. So most people carry a balance on their credit cards. The APR on those is over 20% on average. Not with Lightstream, okay? Uh, you can take care of your bills with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream and get peace of mind knowing you're saving money with an interest rate as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay. You can get a fixed rate loan from $5,000 to $100,000. You'll pay far less in interest and nothing in fees. And it's so easy to apply online at lightstream.com slash FFT. Uh, and, and look, this is, uh, this is something that could be very, very helpful for you. And if you need a, a, a credit card loan, you have to go to lightstream.com slash FFT. You're just not going to find a rate like this anywhere else. So, and, and in addition, you can get a special interest rate discount when you apply right now. L-I-G-H-T. S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash F-F-T, lightstream.com slash F-F-T. Subject to credit approval, rate includes a 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash F-F-T for more information. Pittsburgh's at Cincinnati. Stat of the game, number one. Every quarterback to face the Bengals has scored 19 or more fantasy points in six-point per passing touchdown leagues. That includes Mason Rudolph. And in that game, Rudolph had just 15 yards from Juju Smith-Schuster. So any interest in starting Mason Rudolph this week as a streamer? Two QB Superflex, that's it. And FanDuel tournaments. Stat of the game number two. In the first meeting, Steelers running backs combined for 16 catches, 140 yards, and one touchdown on 16 targets. They caught every target, and they crushed it. Uh, the Bengals have been much better against pass-catching running backs since then, but are we expecting a big game from Jalen Samuels in that area? Yes. That's what he's done pretty much every time he's had the chance to play. It's almost like his specialty, and the Steelers are smart enough to lean on him for that. So, yes. And that's just how far Mason Rudolph can throw the ball, too. So, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, that's part of the appeal. All right, so then uh, Benny Snell or Trey Edmonds, they're both 5% owned or less. Who's the better ad? Snell. Yeah, Snell. There's sneaky potential here because every running back that gets work against the Bengals does well. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, he, he's another FanDuel tournament play. Right. It's just too uncertain. We can't sit here and say, oh, start Benny Snell if he plays. Well, we wouldn't say, like, I, I right now still have the projections with Snell out. Trey Edmonds is around 30th. That's probably where Snell will be when we plug him in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, first off, we don't know for sure that he's going to play. Second off, if he does, he's a mid-range flex with upside. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to play. I mean, at this point, the fact that he practices in full and they, you know, yeah, I think he's playing. This point. He's play- he th- I heard, he, I, I have a source, he's playing. It's the injury updates that I've been reading. Uh, wide receivers, what do you think about the Steelers? It's it's whether or not you've got faith in Mason Rudolph connecting with James Washington. There's no doubt that there's a big opportunity for Washington here. You almost throw out every data point about him because he's got a chance to be their number one receiver minus Juju, minus Deontay Johnson. But those two guys have to miss the game. And there is potential for him. What's he giving you? Double-digit PPR points in either his last two or two of his last three? Jamie, you, you seem to know that. Oh, I'm sorry? James Washington. He's given you double-digit PPR points in two of his last three. Last week, 
if you look at the Browns game, he was still their leading receiver despite the disaster of an offensive performance that they had. So I, yeah. I think there's no doubt that there's a chance for him with a jump in targets for him to be not bad, but he does make mistakes when he plays. He drops the ball. He's not a refined receiver at all. That's why he's the number three receiver on the Steelers. And he started the year like number four because they yeah. thought Dante Moncrief was something. Oops. Yes, and since Drake Kirkpatrick's injury for the Bengals, four games, six wide receivers have had 73 or more yards. Four wide receivers have scored. So on paper, you know, you see they give up the 12th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but they're much worse now. Uh, I wouldn't put Washington in my top 24. I don't have enough confidence for that, but I think he's a neato flex. And he's 28. He's a top 30 receiver this week if everybody's up. What if Deontay Johnson plays? They're both top 36 receivers. Who would you prefer? Probably Johnson. Johnson. I'd, I agree, and I'd be more interested in Mason Rudolph. How much do we like Vance McDonald this week, who's been getting seven targets a game, three straight games? Yeah, that's Four the one games. I'm going with, especially if there's no Juju and no Deontay Johnson. Because he's already been getting seven targets per game. He could get more than that without those guys No, it's there. in his contract. He only has to get seven. Oh, it must be seven? Mm-hmm. What happened earlier this year when he was getting like three and four and he was sticking? No, no, he's only allowed to get to seven. Score. He's not allowed to go past seven. I see. So hopefully he's in that six. Oh, he needs to score a touchdown. And I think that the matchup's going to be good for him as a tight end going up against the Bungles. Uh, by the way, it's three straight games, four games total this season with exactly seven targets for Vance McDonald. I'm telling you, I saw his contract. It says, seven, will not fine. exceed seven targets per game. In their last two games, the Bengals have given up 53 or more yards to three tight ends and three touchdowns to tight ends. That's in their last two games, although it was Baltimore and Oakland. Um, all right, Ryan Finley is a top five. Uh, no, sorry, sit Ryan Finley. That's what I meant to say, sit Ryan Finley. Joe Mixon. He has. Okay, this is his fourth straight bad matchup. And in his last three games, 13 to 15 non-PPR fantasy points, 16 to 17 PPR fantasy points against the Rams, the Ravens, and the Raiders. Oh, they all start with R. Wow. Anyway, starter sit Joe Mixon. (laughs) Well, Steelers doesn't start with R, but there's an R in it. I don't know how relevant that fact really was. No, I think (laughs) you're probably starting him. He's a low-end number two running back. You're definitely starting him over anyone playing on Thursday. Um, there's a little bit of upside there. There's some downside too. Uh, I think you just have to chance it with him. PPR. Jalen Samuels or Joe Mixon? Samuels. Samuels. I'd go Samuels in PPR. I wouldn't do it in non-PPR. I'd go Mixon. I mean, give Mixon credit. He's been playing really well. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought maybe he's been playing more too. Because during that lull in the middle of the year when he wasn't doing his numbers have all been up since Finley took over. Sure, that's part of it, but his playing time is awesome. Well, I think his, Everything his, his snaps went back down last week, right? I think I think Geo ran more routes than he did last what week. What are they doing? He played 37 but snaps last week. he did play the week. Raiders, so he found the end zone. Well, the Steelers have allowed 3.35 yards per carry to running backs in their last six games. To be 100% honest, I'm not sure if that is updated after the Browns game, but it would have gone down after the Browns game because they were dominant against Chubb and Kareem Hunt. To give up some receiving totals, though, to Hunt. But, yeah, Mixon, he's been getting it done. He's going to be a number two running back. Go ahead. That 3.35 doesn't really scare me because it's pretty close to what Joe Mixon's averaged this year. So he should be very comfortable in that range. And they'll run him when they're getting blown out, too. So uh, if Tyler, they get blown. Tyler Boyd, squeaky wheel. Any interest here? He stinks. I hate the matchup. He stinks. One. I didn't hear the squeaky wheel. I missed that. 
Oh, he's mad. He complained he's after. Mad. He said he wants the ball more. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the uh, checklist. I think he's going to be. No, 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 no. I think <laughs> che- there, there's the checklist, and then there's the Ryan Finley squeaky wheel checklist. You could have on that one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Tyler Boyd being great in 2020. I, I would uh, have him as a PPR flex this week. He's a high-end flex in PPR, or high-end number three in PPR, low-end and none. High-end, oh, okay. Uh, would you start, uh, so the running backs in this game, Mixon and Samuel over Boyd, right? Yes. What about Benny mm, Snell? Yeah, in oh. PPR, yeah. What? Benny Snell or Boyd? Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. <laughs> Okay, I'm assuming we're going to sit Tyler Eifert, although the Steelers give up the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. Sit Tyler Eifert. I I am sitting Tyler Eifert. Will Tyler Eifert catch a touchdown? Usually the answer to that question is no. Start the Steelers DST, everybody. All right, Jets and Raiders. Stat of the game that won't affect your lineup decisions. Four (laughs) running backs have had 15 or more carries against the Jets. All four of them scored 13 or more PPR, not non-PPR fantasy points, even though this is arguably the best run defense in football. Josh Jacobs gets 15 carries every game. He should be good. Stat of the game that might affect your line of decision. The Raiders have given up seven touchdowns to tight ends. Every one of those tight ends that caught a touchdown against the Raiders has had four or more targets. And guess what? Ryan Griffin has had four or more targets in each of his last three games without Chris Herndon. I'm calling it right now. Ryan Griffin scoring a touchdown. Top five tight end this week. Let's go. Uh, all right. What else? Which quarterback do we like better here? Car. Car, but they're both top twelve for me. Uh, top thirteen for me. It's close. Uh, it's it's fun. The last four quarterbacks to face the uh, to face the Jets are stars, absolute studs. Mm, last three of the four, Dwayne Haskins. No, no four. Uh, who am I missing here? Who? What's the joke? Well, I mean, just look at those names. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like they've been fantasy studs. Yes, what is it? Minshew, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Dwayne Haskins. I mean, those are just studs. <laughs> yeah, they're so And they've bad. all been over 20 fantasy points. <laughs> they're so bad. This is a West Coast to East Coast. Yeah, not only have they all been over 20 fantasy points, three of them were 29 or more. It's amazing. Uh, West Coast to East Coast trip here for the Raiders. Does that scare you at all when you look at Carr, Tyrell Williams in particular? I wonder if that gets them off to a slow start, but that's it. I'm a, yeah, it's a little bit concerning. I think Pete said that he thought the Jets were going to win this game. Oh, I think they could win too. I think the Jets could win too, but I don't think that's a bad thing for Carr. I think that means he's chasing points. Yeah, and you can't like you couldn't be concerned about Jacobs, even though the Jets have been really good in the run. It's just you just start him. So, right, probably doesn't matter. Well, what about for Tyrell Williams? I mean, he's, you're starting him. He's a high end number three, yeah. low end number two. Really? That low? I think he's yeah. higher than that. I think top twenty guy. He, yeah, he lower, was lower in PPR, but still. I, I've never really been a big believer in Tyrell Williams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was going to be one of the rankings disputes because Heath has him like 27th and Dave and Jamie have Tyrell Williams around 15th. The, I don't like for Tyrell Williams. It doesn't have any, like the matchup's very good, obviously, and his efficiency has been absurd. Um, I don't like what the Raiders have done with their targets over the last three or four weeks, Hunter Renfro is much more involved than he was. Jalen Richard is kind of a thing occasionally now. Foster Moreau was seeing more targets. Like at the beginning of the year, it was all Darren Waller and Tyrell Williams. And now they've really diversified. And because of that, we've seen no more than five targets for Tyrell Williams in a game since week eight. So I'm glad you brought up Hunter Renfro because he's 21% owned. 
He's got 11 or more PPR points in three of his last four games. It's not great, but it, it's not going to kill you. The Jets, third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Before the Redskins game, they had given up 11, uh, what, 10 touchdowns or something in three games to, to wide receivers. It was crazy. Yep. So, yeah, he's he's got to be something of a sleeper, right, Hunter Renfro? 100%. Absolutely is. And I think that he could be a huge factor if this does end up being a competitive game or a come-from-behind type game for the Raiders. Maybe they get off to a slow start on both sides of the ball and the Jets have a two-score lead in the first half. We've seen the Jets get off to good starts in each of their last four games. So there, there could be some dump-off passes from Carr to Renfro that boosts his numbers. Last week I said he could get you around 12 PPR points. I think there's potential for him to get as many as 15 this week. Okay, so would you go with the Steelers wide receiver or Hunter Renfro? Steelers. Steelers. It would be Washington as of now, and I think he does have more upside than Renfro. Okay. Um, would you start Tyrell Williams or Joe Mixon this week? Tyrell Williams. Mixon. I think it's Tyrell. <laughs> okay. That Jets secondary is just so bad. Start Darren Waller. Sam Darnold, Heath does not like Sam Darnold. Dave and Jamie have him top 13. Heath, you have him 21st. Yeah, I need to move him up a little, but I've just I've tried twice now, and I've I've had a hard time doing it. <laughs> it's interesting. We'll see if this Raiders defense has turned the corner, or was it just playing uh, old Philip Rivers and a terrible Ryan Finley? Right. I, well, I'm banking no. on Darnold playing well. I, this is the thing yeah. that scares me a little bit with Darnold, is the Raiders have 10 sacks in their last two games. It's possible that aspect of their defense is legitimately getting better, and the, Red, the Jets have a terrible offensive line. Yeah, they're beat up on the offensive line. That would probably be the biggest factor going against Arnold. Is Crosby healthy? I think so. He played last week. No, no, he definitely played last week. He was awesome, but he showed up on the injury report. He had three sacks last week. Yeah, so look, I'm still st- I, I'm stuck starting Darnold. I don't feel that bad about it. Uh, neither do neither no. do Dave and Jamie. They have him 13th. I mean, the one way that Darnold has moved around when he's had a pass rush in the past has been throwing little dink and dunk passes. I like Darnold better than Rodgers. I have him close. And and I get where you're coming from because I I think that Rodgers uh, could end up handing off more than throwing. And I, I do have Darnold one spot. Ahead I might be the lowest on Rodgers, but I still have him ahead of Darnold. <laughs> uh, Darnold or uh, Josh Allen? Darnold for me. Josh yeah. Allen. All right. Wow, Mr. Josh Allen supporter. I've really. always been a big Josh Allen supporter. <laughs> you missed a funny thing on uh, on HQ this week. On Was it Monday? He's uh, Pete's apology too on Monday. Oh, but I thought uh, Pete was going to start like, like get emotional. Yeah, he was. So it was not impactful. that Pete has been um, uh, so down on Lamar Jackson, but he hasn't been like fully ready to anoint him yet. So he he gave this apology to to Lamar Jackson for like twenty seconds or so, right? You know? Yeah, it was it it moved me. And then later in the game, after we were talking about Josh Allen, we were going through the top quarterbacks of the week. Keith has always been down on Josh Allen. So he, Pete looks at him and goes, are you going to do the same thing I just did for Josh Allen? <laughs> so Keith goes, when he's a consensus MVP candidate, yes, then I will. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not going to be this week for Josh Allen. We'll get to that game later. Start Le'Veon Bell. Jamison Crowder, is he a must start? Yes. I think he's earned it. Yes. Yeah, three, three straight games. I start games him over all of the Rams receivers and all of the Cowboys receivers. He's my favorite wide receiver in this game. Okay. He's mine too. He's, yeah, I mean, he's he's clo- certainly close in the rankings 
to Tyrell. And uh, three straight games with five catches, five or more catches, 76 or more yards, and a Griffin. touchdown. Stop doing that. Okay. Uh, we said Ryan Griffin is a top five <laughs> tight end. Any interest in you idiot? Any interest in uh, Demarius Thomas or Robbie Anderson? Real quick, go. You'd have to be really desperate to go with either one. Anderson, especially, you'd have to be super duper desperate. I prefer Demarius to Anderson. Um, he's a number four receiver. If, if you need a fourth guy, he might get you ten PPR points. I've got him projected for ten PPR points. That's what he's going to get you. Raiders DST is uh, a low-end starter, we'll call him. All right, Baltimore at the Rams. Stat of the game. I already gave this. The Rams' run defense has been awesome. We talked about Ingram. Other stat of the game. <laughs> it's incomplete. Oh, I think I know what it is. It's since... <laughs> incomplete? Since that... Well, <laughs> I, I, copied, I copied and pasted only half of the stat. <laughs> Okay. 404. Error. Since they you got Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. I have no idea what the stat of the game is. Oh, uh, stat of the game number two. Three wide receivers had 80 to 89 yards, and Muhammad Sanu scored. Yeah, who am I talking about? <laughs> what does that here? have to do with this game? That's got those are wide receivers against the Ravens. That's gotta be what it is. In their last like Two or three games, three <laughs> wide receivers have had 80 to 89 yards and Mohamed Sanu scored. Okay, so, does, so that might be where Cup falls. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's over. That, I think that's what it is. I think it's our last two games. Um, we already talked about Cooper Cup. Will we just sum it up again with him? You're going to start him. Start him. I would have lowered expectations. Agreed. Uh, let me give you some running back flex options and tell me if you'd start him over Cup. Jalen I'm Sam- starting Cup over them. Jalen Samuels. Cup. Uh, Samuels. I think Samuels in PPR. Kareem Hunt, PPR. Cup. Hunt. Cup. Uh, James White, PPR. Cup. I might go White. Cup. <laughs> okay, Heath, I, I know you can say the letter P. I'm going to move off of that. Uh, there we go. How about... There's two Ps. Yeah, but it's... It, it, PP. It was... Lamar Jackson, start. Mark Ingram, 11th to 15th in non-PPR, 15th to 19th in, in PPR in the rankings. Uh, any interest in Marquise Brown? No, not really. Uh, it's going to be tough for him. The targets obviously have not been there. This is not the type of receiver that Jalen Ramsey typically does well against. Not that he struggles against most receivers, but the smaller, shiftier guys are the ones that gives him the most trouble. But it's still going to be tough for him to make plays on Ramsey, given the lack of targets. I bet they would still give him some safety help on top. I would start him over Demarius Thomas and Hunter Renfro. I would start Renfro over him in PPR. I would too. He had two deep targets last week. One drew a penalty. The other one was good for like 19 yards, something like that. That's Marquise Brown you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Obviously, we're starting Mark Andrews. And then we go... Any interest in Nick Boyle this week? I think Um, Boyle has cooled down. Hey, now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel a whole lot differently just because of one game that I did last week. He's a top 15 ish guy. I just think there are so many other tight ends that you can find on the waiver. We know that the tight, like there's just, just stacked position. There's a bunch of really good options. There's a bunch of interesting ones this week. And I think Nick Boyle is interesting too. Yeah. Jared Goff is a sit. He's outside the top 20. How do we feel about Todd Gurley this week? 
I think you're starting him. I'm nervous. It's almost like the same as last week, right? I'm nervous. Yeah. I, I think the Rams are going to start unleashing him a little bit more. Hopefully. How would you rank Mixon, Gurley, Philip Lindsay? Gurley, Lindsay, Mixon. I would go... Lindsay for sure is number one for me. Uh, I'd go Lindsay, Mixon, Gurley. I'll buy into Gurley. I'll take him first, then Lindsay, then Mixon. Remember, the Bills have given up a touchdown to a running back in every game. And we've talked about... Rams are easy. Gerald Everett, starter sit. I don't think you can trust him right now. He's not at 100. Sit. Did you just say 100 and not 100%? That's right. All you right. you asked me to be more concise in my... <laughs> I think Dave was keeping it 100. Okay, 100. so by the way, with Gerald Everett, he does get the Cardinals next week, So and then the Seahawks the week after that, and then the Cowboys the week after that. Those are great matchups if you're interested in Gerald Everett. 64% owned, but not so much this week. Baltimore's DST is top three. They have had four big games in a row. Rams are not good on offense. Baltimore's DST should be awesome. Rams DST, start or sit? Sit. I, like, I think it comes down to with them whether or not you're in a position where like this game could be your season. In I, which case, you'd probably drop the Rams to pick right. up a different yep. DST and then right. yep, worry about the consequences later. But okay. otherwise, you're probably just going to roll with them so you can keep them. Or just roster two DSTs. It's a perfect That's viable That's not really strategy. something we do, Adam. I do it. I'm fine with it. You, This might be the time of year where you consider doing something like that just because you can play the matchups going into the fantasy playoffs. Like people, Our listeners think that you've got these rosters with like three defenses, four no, quarterbacks. I, they don't. It's just not And true. a couple of tight ends. No, no. Denver at Buffalo. <laughs> we have three games left, guys, so... Wow. Let's do that. I know it's a lot. Uh, sit Brandon Allen. Philip Lindsay is a start. We like him. We just talked about him with Gurley and Mixon. Um, Cortland Sutton. All right, we so here's the deal. We got Cortland Sutton and John Brown with tough matchups here. What do we? Sutton has a much better track record this year in terms of production and tough matchups. Yep. What are we doing with Sutton and John Brown? I'm starting Sutton. I think Brown is a borderline start. He's 24th for me in PPR. I think I feel. The exact same way, except opposite. Hmm. I think Brown's floor is pretty safe. You know, he's going to get around 50 yards receiving in a bad game. And I think it's going to be a bad game for him. Um, 10, 10, 11 PPR points. Don't think he scores. He's got three games with touchdowns on the season. Two of them will come against Miami. And you might think about, well, Stephon Diggs had a big game against Chris Harris and the Broncos last week. But they were also trailing by three scores. And Diggs. Chris Harris didn't really follow him around, did he? You know, he, he did, the did first and then he didn't. And he gave up the touchdown to him. Technically, he didn't give up the touchdown. He was on to start the play, oh, but was the safety fault. was gone. Like He got beat. He got whipped by Stephon Diggs on that play. Uh, but, yep. well, look, Buffalo. Yep. Buffalo's done really well against some wide receivers. Look, this is, these are really good cornerbacks we're going to see here. But Sutton has just been so consistent. No matter who he's played, he's had a lot of tough matchups. Would you start Jamison Crowder, though, over Sutton or Brown? Yes. I'd start him over Sutton. I would start Sutton over Crowder. Crowder over Brown. All right. And both Scarborough or one of these wide receivers? Both the receivers. I will go Scarborough over Brown in non-PPR. That makes sense. Uh, Starters at Noah Fant. Start Heath. Better in PPR than non-PPR. Agreed. Oh, man, Bills allow the fewest fantasy points to tight ends, and I think they did last year, too. And Zach Ertz had 20 yards. 
Uh, Evan Ingram had six for 48. It's kind of a crap matchup, but it's tight end. I think six for 48 is a good uh, target for Noah Fant. If you get six for 48, you are thrilled with your tight end. I'm worried about him getting six catches. They're just throwing the ball so much to him. Tim Patrick played pretty well last week, and I wonder if they start to get him a little more involved. And they did get him more involved, and Fant had his highest target total in a game with Patrick. Josh Allen, outside the top 12. He's had 19 or more fantasy points in six-point leagues, all but two games. Is he going to get to 19 this week? Yeah. Probably right in there, That's probably the ceiling. Okay. Devin Singletary, how do you feel about him? Start him. Go right back to him. Yes. Agreed. It's not a good matchup. It's not a bad one, though. It's not? They give up 3.7 yards per carry to running backs. Yeah, but they they have to get him involved in the passing game. It's, It's a must. Let's meet in the middle. He's averaging 6.1. They're giving up 3.7. He can average five. <laughs> He's not averaging five yards per carry in this game. Dalvin Cook and Nick right, Chubb. Let's make a bet. Dalvin and Cook and Nick Chubb just averaged 2.3 and 3.2 yards per carry against this Four team. and a half is the over-under. What's that under, take? The under. Jets under. have given up the lowest yards per carry to a running back, and he averaged like 15 and a half against them. And you got to remember that he can... Boosts his rushing average just by a couple of long runs, like he did last week. I'll take the under on four point four. Uh, so how? Uh, so is Stingletary ahead of Scarborough? Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Sit Dawson Knox and Buffalo DST. Uh, any interest in Cole Beasley? Sorry. PPR bye week replacement flex ish. I'd rather start Marquise Brown. Buffalo DST's top five. Sit the Denver DST. Jacksonville at Tennessee. All right. Interesting game here. Are we feeling Nick Foles? Now, the Jaguars have lost two straight games by 20 or more points. In both of those games, their quarterbacks threw 47 passes. So how do we feel about Foles against Tennessee? Will he have DJ Chark, who was limited in practice with a hamstring on Wednesday? I mean, obviously, he's no go if there's no Chark. No go if no Chark. I don't really want to start him this week, even with Chark, but I do want to have him on my roster because I expect him to be good for the next four games after this. Agreed. Okay, so we'll it's going to be a weird game because they clearly are going to try and run the ball as much as they can this week. I know it's not consensus, but I feel like at least two of you have Darnold ahead of Foles, have uh, Mayfield ahead of Foles. Mayfield for sure. All three of you then have Mayfield ahead of Foles. It, it will be interesting because this is the second time that John DeFilippo's gotten the um, ultimatum. Yeah, you third must, time he gets you must fired. Run the ball. Last time he just ignored it and just kept throwing the ball until they fired him. Does it does it mean anything <laughs> to you guys that the Titans have allowed multiple passing touchdowns in four straight games and all but two of their games since week two? Like I don't yeah, know. If this I don't, is really yeah. a good pass defense. And without Malcolm Butler, I don't think it is. Been as good. I, I just I don't think that Foles has a very high ceiling this week. If I mean, look, he threw forty-seven times last week and got twenty-one fantasy points. I hear you. So if they're and that was with nine rushing attempts, which was a franchise low. Mm-hmm. So if it's fifteen carries for Fournette, would we all expect that to happen. Oh yeah, at least not touches, carries. Yeah. Okay, fifteen carries for Fournette. So now you're taking away how many attempts off of Foles? Like, what do you protect him for? You got to do a minimum of ten. Like Agree. Just right off the top. So is, is he getting 23-plus fantasy points in 37 pass attempts against this team? I've got him at 36. Okay. So I think it's going to be a rough 240 game. 240 and 2. All right. So maybe in the 20-ish range. Not not a high ceiling, but a decent four. Is he a streamer for you this week? There's too many other streamers I like more. Yeah, he's behind Darnold. He's behind 
Driscoll. He's behind Tannehill. So let's go to, well, Fournette's a start. Start him. Any, what are we doing with the Jaguars wide receivers? Let's play the if Chark plays and if he doesn't play game. Great yeah, game. It's basically pretty easy either way. If Chark plays, you start him. If Chark's out, don't start any of them. If Chark's out, I'll have some interest in Westbrook and Conley as number threes in PPR. Okay. I'd still go Westbrook over Conley, even though Conley was better last week. Hate the matchup for Westbrook in the slot. Conley does have seven to eight targets in four straight games. Pretty interesting. But I actually looked at all the wide receivers that have seven to eight targets against the Jaguars, and they didn't really do that well. So, uh, okay, let's see. Let's go to Tennessee then. Ryan Tannehill or Nick Foles? Tannehill. Yep. And he's 32% owned, and he's been 22 to 25 points in four straight games. Derrick Henry should have a big one. We've got him top six in non-PPR, top seven in PPR. Start any... (laughs) Sorry. Start any Titans wide receivers. Jamie is so red right now. It wasn't that funny, was it? It was pretty great. All right, whatever. It stays. I stand by it. I stand by it. I don't know when... (laughs) Okay. I don't know when the podcast awards submissions are, uh-huh. but we've got our clip. Okay. <laughs> Come on, guys. He's having a hard time getting things. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dave. Any Titans wide receivers? No. Uh, I I don't think you can trust A.J. Brown. He's a number three. Hot, low end. He feels like a four. Any Titans tight ends? No. <laughs> Uh, which DST do you like better? Uh, the Titans. <laughs> the Titans are the number 11 DST on a per-game basis, depending on the scoring, but on a standard scoring, so they're not yeah, a horrible I don't think offer. I love either DST that much. Okay. Miami of Cleveland, guys, give me this game real quick. The Browns should be money. Start all Browns, sit all Dolphins except for Parker. Yep, start Parker. Wait, wait, wait. Kalen Balaj. No, Dave. Guys. Dave. Guys. Can he get please, two and a half? Please give Patrick Laird and Miles Gaskin more work. I I think he should have a small one this game. Not really, not like really minuscule. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there was one stat I wanted to give, and then we could end the show. Odell Beckham Jr. Only three teams that Beckham has faced so far this year rank outside the top twelve in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. And in those three games, he had seventy-one, one hundred and sixty-one, and one hundred and one yards in those favorable matchups. So that's uh, he's had a really tough schedule, and hopefully things are better this week for Becca. All right, guys, thank you very much. Those are the AFC home games, six NFC home games, and a recap of tonight's game on tomorrow's show. Sorry for being a pervert. I'm Adam Azer. For Dave, for Jamie, for Heath, talk to you tomorrow. Big one. Na, na, na.